Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Lenny. And uh, of course, it's the new year, 2024. And I, I hope you listen to uh, my Sunday church services message on the most powerful force in the universe that's going to fuel you to a great and exciting year 2024. And that is the power of God's love. If you have it, it's on my website, it's on YouTube, it's on Facebook, you know, just give it a listen to. But uh, I just want to start out by saying how much I love and appreciate each and every one of you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You know, we're still in South Carolina, so as soon as we get back to New York, Lori's going to be with me right now. But but right now she's just enjoying, you know, family time and sleeping in and whatnot. And you know how women are, you know, or some women, uh, they want to make sure the hair's just right and the makeup's just right. So I, I totally understand. I, I, I love my wife after Jesus. I mean, she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, but together, we love you. We appreciate you. We looked at uh, the year 2023 and our ministry would have not, would not have survived had Daddy God not blessed us you know, through you. And that's how he does it. He does it through you. Uh, letters, cards, encouraging words, and your financial blessings. We could not be without your financial blessings and your financial gifts. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And for those of you who are looking for ways in which to give, we'll put that on the board uh, before the end of the session. But... Um, we're going to be continuing our question and answer session with Jesus on the panel. What would Jesus answer be? How would he answer the questions that seem to be, you know, posed to many um, a panel? And, and then they go into the word and, you know, they give answers. But, you know, sometimes Pastor Lenny, Pastor Lenny, I be- believe, I believe that Jesus's answer would be, very different. And uh, we've been looking at some of those very questions. And, and today we're going to look at another question. This is part four in our series, but this is question number uh, question number four. Uh, part five in our series, but question number four. And I want to first begin by by telling you guys something. You guys are looking into this ministry for insight, you know, for hope, for direction. And I am just going to give you what the Holy Spirit has given me, what the Holy Spirit has made real to me. What he's done in my life, but not put my experience, ever put my experience before the word, but show how my experience, right, could be found in the word, the truth of the word. And I, guys, I, I get contacted by many of you who are asking 
for prayer and for me, if I would stand with you and I say yes, I say yes, I'll pray for every single one of you that asks me to join with you in prayer. I'll respond to you. I'll respond to your messages. Many of you I've become friends with, with many conversations that have taken place on the telephone. There's some of you who I found out lived within a couple of hours of where I reside and I said, listen, rather than just pray for you, can I come and pray for you in person? Listen, I love you guys. I, I just want to let you know, you're my heroes. You are my heroes. I, I just got off the phone just, just a short while ago with two of my heroes, Belinda and Chris. Dear my heroes. I see what they're doing. I, I, I see the situation. I see what they're facing. I, I will never, ever tell my heroes, well, you don't have enough faith. Or you don't have enough belief. And your belief is canceling out. Uh, your unbelief is canceling out your belief. I would never say that to my heroes because that's not true. That's not true. And so I'm, I believe I am led by the Holy Spirit because the body of Christ, the children of God, need their lives to be rid of guilt and shame and condemnation that comes from being told and then believing well, they must not believe, or they must not have enough faith, or they must have doubt. I know that's not true. And you're my heroes. And as guilt, shame, and condemnation is lifted, and as you start resting, resting, resting in the love of God and the love of Jesus, and you start believing that as Jesus is, so are you, and that you start addressing yourself and talking to yourself in the same way you would talk to and address Jesus Christ. And you, if you would understand that, that God looks at you the same way he looks at Jesus Christ, that you would begin to understand that because of Jesus Christ, you are fully qualified. You are fully qualified. There's nothing left to do. And once we rid yourselves, once we rid you of all these hindrances that, 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 that man has put on you or we've allowed to enter in because of what we've been told or what we've been taught. I believe in that restful and peaceful place that much of what we're all, we're all looking for is going to take place. I believe that with all my heart. So thank you to you, to you heroes because you bless me so. You bless me. You energize me. You enrich my life. You enrich my life. Thank you. So, uh, we're going to continue, like I mentioned, with question number four. And this is question number four, guys. This is question number four. <clears throat> what about if you're coming to, to Jesus in desperation? Let's just say the doctor 
you know, it's not working. It's, it's not, it, it, everything you try, it's just not working. And now in desperation, in desperation, and not necessarily faith, you come to Jesus. Will that hinder you or disqualify you from your healing? It's an interesting question. And I believe you will have many different answers. But we are exploring how Jesus would answer. And one of the portions of scripture I want to look at is found in, in the Gospel of Mark. It's a story about a man named Jairus. And it starts like this in verse 22, okay? Starts like this in verse 22. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. In verse 23, and besought him greatly saying, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him. So now I want you to look at that. All right. It's pretty much, I'd have to say speculation because there's a lot that's not covered there. But as I look at this portion of scripture, I see a man who is desperate, whose, whose daughter, okay, is lying at home to the point of death. And this father doesn't know what to do. But one thing for certain is he does not want his little daughter to die. Probably did everything he can do. All the prayers he learned from the old covenant. Perhaps he had some of the religious leaders, some of his, some of his religious friends offer up their prayers. This man was desperate. And he heard, he heard about a miracle worker. And I believe, I believe he went to Jesus as his last resort. Not in this great faith or in a great moment of faith. I believe the story helps, helps us understand and indicates that this was a desperate father. Desperate, desperate, desperate. So Jesus says, yes, I'll go with you. You see, Jesus, grace. You know, grace, grace just says, listen, come. Rem always remember Hebrews chapter four, verse 16. Come to the throne of grace. Come boldly, come frankly. You know, come in frankness, come bluntly, come confidently to the throne of grace. It's a throne of grace. And what are you gonna get when you get grace? You're not going to get, hey, Jairus, do you really believe I can heal her? Jairus, Jairus, why are you coming to me? Because you think, you know, you have no other, uh, you have no other option. Is that why you come? No. You come to that throne of grace and you obtain mercy. 
and he obtained mercy, mercy, and then grace went with him. See, see, that's our Lord. That's our Savior. Just, he, he said, come. The only person that puts qualifications on how to come is, is man. I'm sorry, it's man. So we see, in the meantime, there's an interruption. And during this interruption, the word indicates that his daughter passed away. So let's, let's continue now from Mark chapter 5, verse 35. While he yet spoke, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain people which said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Your daughter is dead. Verse 36, now as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, be not afraid, be not afraid, only believe. Can you imagine, listen, Jairus, he does the best thing. He doesn't say a word. He doesn't look at Jesus, Jesus and say, no, Lord, I'm, I'm believing in you. No, Lord, I'm fully trusting you. No, Lord, I have no doubt. No, no, Lord, I'm fully confident. He did not say a thing. You want to know what that indicates to me? It indicates that he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't know what end is up. He's just clinging on to a little ray, a little opening, a little bit of possibility. And Jesus knows. Jesus knows what's going through this father's heart. He knows. He's scared. He's afraid. He, you know, he's, he's, he's in terror. There's fright there. My daughter, my daughter, I'm going to lose my daughter. And Jesus looks at him and says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just believe. And that's what Jesus, you know, when you come to Jesus in desperation, when you come to Jesus in uncertainty, when you come to Jesus bluntly and boldly, Right. And frankly, when you come to Jesus, you know, you know, with, with, with unbelief, doubt, you know, you know what he's going to say to you? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I love you. I care for you. Don't be afraid. Just believe. And then when he got to the house, verse 37 says, and he suffered no man to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. Verse 38, and he cometh to the house of the rule of the synagogue and seeth the turmoil and those that wept and were crying greatly. Verse 30, 39, and when Jesus entered the house, he said to them, what are you doing? Why are you weeping? She's not dead. Oh, golly. Thank you, Jesus. She's just sleeping. Not a word from Jairus. Jairus is like, what can Jairus be thinking? He's not saying the word. He's not saying, yeah, get out. Yeah, get out. The miracle worker is here. Get out. Take your show and leave. No. He's still there like, he doesn't know what's going to happen next. You really believe he thought, you know? You really believe he, he knew? No. No, I'm sorry. 
but they left. Verse 40, they left. And then he put them out. He put them out of the house and he took the father and the mother of that child with them. And they entered the room where she was lying. You really believe they knew what was going to happen next? There might have been a glimmer of hope. But there wasn't that confident expectation, that fully, that, that full persuasion. They were looking. They were watching. And they were hoping, not with a confident expectation, but with the hope that says, Oh, God. Please make it so. And verse 41, it says, And Jesus took the little child by the hand and said unto her, Talitha kumi, which is interpreted, Little child, I say to thee, Arise and get up and walk. Or arise and get up. So the question we started with is, Okay, we tried everything. We went to the doctor. He failed. You know, people are going to let us know. What do you, you know, you go to the doctor because you don't trust Jesus. Oh, now you're coming to Jesus because you don't trust the doctor. Listen, stop playing those. Stop playing those. Don't play those games in your mind. And don't let people put them on your mind. No. So the question is, listen, what if, I, if I'm coming to Jesus now in, in, the, in the time of desperation? And it's not, it's not your real, quote, God faith. You know, is that going to hinder me? Is that going to stop the healing from taking place? And based upon this portion of scripture, I believe Jesus' answer is no. No. So like I said, guys, in, in previous sessions, the only hindrance is are the hindrances that we have allowed to take root in our soul and in our minds. And we need to cure ourselves of those viruses and believe that you are fully qualified. Believe I am fully qualified. Believe that as Jesus is, so am I right here, right now. No work, no doing, no effort. Okay. And, and we've shown that there was someone that had belief and said, Lord, help my unbelief. There was someone that came to Jesus and wasn't sure. He knew God could, but he wasn't sure that God was going to or that God wanted to. So listen, all these sacred cows are smashed when we just look at how Jesus would answer and what Jesus did. Know this, guys. I love you. I'm standing with you. I'm praying with you. And uh, I just pray that this ministered to you and this spoke to you. And again, I wanted to thank you and, 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 and say I really appreciate you. And I know that there's some have asked, how, how do we support this ministry? And uh, first of all, I'm grateful that this ministry is blessing you, that it's helping you see yourself as Jesus and, and ridding any kind of guilt, shame, or condemnation that might be in your life out of it, chasing it far away. But uh, there's a text to give, um, phone number. It's, it's on the screen, it's real easy. It's 845-250-6508. Or um, 
you can log on to our website and it's all one word. It's on the screen. Uh, New Life Ministry, mhv.org. And uh, of course, you could always do it the old fashioned way, <laughs> the old fashioned way and, and, and mail your gift, your gift. And we thank you for that. And you would mail it to New Life Ministry, um, 841 Route 52, Suite Number 6, Fishkill, New York, 12524. And that's on the screen. And then, guys, if this ministry and these words have been blessing you, just subscribe to our YouTube channel, Leonard Roller Ministries, and hit the share button because I know there's others that need to hear this message. There's others that need to be freed from guilt, shame, and condemnation. So this is Pastor Lenny saying, I love you. Thank you for joining uh, in with me this morning. And uh, we'll see you again real soon.